The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Practical Spirituality Positive Messages This is Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World Welcome to Truth Transforms Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles Here's your host, Rev. Galen McDowell Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, uh, Galen McDowell. I'm the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. Uh, we're still in the midst of the series on um, Lisa Nichols' book, Abundance Now. I'm having a really great time teaching the book. I've taught it actually much longer than I thought I was originally going to teach it. But the book is so packed with good information that I think that it is necessary to make sure that you get as much of it as I can teach. I know that I'm not going to be teaching it much longer. It won't make it out of out of June because uh, we're pretty much at the in the last chapter. But I do want to make sure that you make the commitment to get the book and work with the material yourself. Um, I'm not selling the book. I don't make any money from selling Lisa's book. I want to make sure that you have in your hands the uh, uh, the information that's necessary for your transformation. I'm not saying this is the only book that allows you to be transformed. Lord knows I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is that it is a book that if you practice what's in it can help you get from point A to point B in a real powerful way. So I just want you to be present to uh, making sure that you're making the commitment for yourself. You have, you know, you know, we make decisions in life. We make decisions about, you know, what we're going to spend our money on, how we're going to utilize our time, who we're going to spend our time with um, during the day uh, and during our lifetime, et cetera. And, you know, we make decisions about what we eat or don't eat. And what I'm saying is getting good material to read and work with to improve your life is a part of, in my opinion, a healthy lifestyle. So if you don't have one already, put together a budget, a book and audio or video program budget. That way, you know, if you know you're only going to spend you know, $40 a month on it, then you'll know. If it's going to be more, you will know. And, you know, if it's I'm going to spend a certain uh, or save a certain amount of money per year, budget and set aside to go to a seminar or two once a year, 
you know, uh, it's so many different things, you know, like a weekend seminar, sort of like what, you know, the Jack Canfields and the Tony Robbins and Lisa Nichols and others, they give, uh, you have an opportunity to do so. You might want to do some investigation and find out what's possible for you. The main thing that I want to get across is that you invest in yourself. If you invest in yourself, you will win. If you invest in yourself and actually put into practice what you are learning, you will win big time. You can't lose investing in yourself because you have unlimited potential. The only thing that keeps us back is our own beliefs. Nothing more, nothing less. And if we're mindful about our beliefs, we will always be in the space of recognizing that the only thing that really needs to change is how we see ourselves. That's the real issue. How do I see myself? How much do I value myself in the context of investing and developing myself? How sharp are my skills? You know, I can remember years ago when uh, Allen Iverson was uh, uh, in the NBA and he was the star player for the Philadelphia 76ers. He had this famous rant to the press and he kept saying, we're talking about practice, not the game, practice, not the game, practice. And his point was, okay, I'm missing some practices here and there, but I show up all out for the game. Well, what he didn't get and what a lot of people don't get is it doesn't make a difference how talented you are. You still have to work. You still have to practice. You still have to be in practice. You have to work on your game. And preparation matters. Developing your skill set matters. Sometimes we want to go out and conquer the world. Well, I've learned, you know, some affirmations and, you know, I know how to, you know, uh, I've read two books and now I'm ready to do it. No, it's preparation. You got to develop the skills. You got to sharpen your axe. You know, uh, you know, as it's stated in Seven Habits of Highly Effective People or Stephen Covey was quoting someone. It might have been Abraham Lincoln, but I don't want to say that that for sure because the book is in front of me. Uh, but I do know it's in Seven Habits where he says, if I had eight hours to chop down a tree, I would spend seven hours sharpening my axe. Because you can you can just use minimal effort and keep, and keep sharpening that axe till you get minimum, uh, I'm excuse me, till you get maximum results out of it. Or you can use a lot of energy with a dull axe and spend all day hacking at a tree. You can spend eight hours hacking or seven hours preparing and using only one hour of your energy. So what I'm saying is your understanding will determine your efficiency. Your understanding will determine your efficiency. Allow that to land. Your understanding will determine your efficiency. How does that land with you? How does that sit with your soul? Because that's saying that you can be 
you can only be as efficient as your understanding. It's a story in the book, The Magic of Thinking Big, which is one of my favorite books by uh, David Schwartz. And he talks about a man who um, needed someone to come to his home to fix, I believe, something like a furnace or something like that. I don't remember what the machine was. And uh, the man went down. He was, you know, he checked all the things that needed to be checked. Then he pulled a hammer out, hit the machine at a particular point, started working, gave the guy an invoice for $100. So the customer was like, wait a minute, man, you've only been here, you know, five, ten minutes. You you checked all the systems. Then you found what the problem was. It was so easy. All you had to do is um, pull a hammer out and hit on a certain point. I want to itemize. Um, um, list of what I'm being charged for uh, for your services and the technician said, gave the man an invoice one dollar for hitting the machine with the hammer ninety nine dollars for knowing where to hit your understanding will determine your efficiency. So one thing about efficiency is efficiency makes things that are really difficult for many people easy for you, but your prep will determine it. That's why I'm promoting this book so strongly through this class, through this series and all the books that I teach on this show. If I'm teaching a book, my request is that you actually get the book. But I really wanted to land that your understanding will determine your efficiency. Because if you get what I'm saying, it will be worth so much to you that it will be almost unreal. That when you look at areas of your life that aren't working the way you want them to work, there is something you don't understand. That if you had the understanding, you could deal with it differently. You can deal with it differently. Just be mindful. Just be mindful. Uh, What Emmett Fox wrote. There's no such thing as undemonstrated understanding. There's no such thing is undemonstrated understanding. What I understand shows. What I understand shows. What you understand shows. It shows so strongly that it shows up before you ever open your mouth. It shows up as the essence of who you are. People can pick up on it, the vibration of it even, before you even open your mouth or do anything. There is no such thing as undemonstrated understanding. When you show up, you show up as your understanding. 
That's why your understanding will determine your efficiency. Really allow it to land. Your understanding is determining your efficiency. So, as she says in the book, what I think is a very powerful statement. Let me open my book back up because I moved the book and and lost the page just that fast. So she wrote, which I think is really powerful, uh, in the chapter on visualization. Excuse me, page on visualization, which is page 264. She wrote, your mind is like a blank canvas of possibility waiting to paint whatever picture that you are willing to create. Now, I like that statement because it is saying that the power to change our lives is within us. And based upon my understanding will determine the demonstration. Your mind is like a blank canvas of possibility waiting to paint whatever picture that you are willing to create. Think about it. What are you willing to create for your life? That's one. So you have to be very clear about what it is that you see. And let me just say this as well. Faith without works is dead, as scripture states. So if you see it completely, you're not willing to take any actions, then maybe you don't believe it. Because one of the things that uh, faith does, if faith creates planning, I had actually uh, posted on the Truth Transforms Facebook page yesterday a very powerful quote from the deceased uh, minister from the Bahamas, uh, Miles Monroe, where he wrote, I actually wrote this on, put this on on Monday, planning is the highest form of faith. Planning is the highest form of faith. One of the ways you know you have faith in something is you've already made the plans. You've already seen it. You're already putting together the action steps because you believe it's going to happen. Nobody makes plans for things they don't believe will happen. And if you just think stuff is just going to randomly show up and happen, then you're living life based upon chaos, risk, luck, and chance, not intention. Not recognizing that your mind is a blank canvas of possibility, like Lisa says. She goes on to say, whatever you truly believe to be possible for your life, you are the author of your autobiography, the sculpture of your life masterpiece. You are a you are the designer of your destiny. Now. Those statements that I just read or those sentences that I just read basically are saying you are responsible. Are you willing to accept the responsibility? You are responsible. I just want to just really drive home that point. 
Because many times people say they want something, but they're unwilling to do it. Totally unwilling to do it. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know, you sit down, you talk to them, and they'll tell you what they want to do. And then when you start asking the 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 real question, okay, what are you doing now to get there? Well, I'm waiting until da 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 da. Okay, how long are you waiting? When will you start? Well, I'm going to start. You know, well, I got to do this, 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 and this, and this. Well. Why are you waiting for this, this, and this, and this to get out of the way before you start? Now, there's nothing wrong with saying, I'm going to start something on Monday, or I'm going to start something in two weeks. But be very clear. That's, that is a commitment that you're going to follow through on. If not, you're just talking. I'm just talking. We're just talking. And we like to hear ourselves talk. What we don't like is accountability. So when people start asking us hard questions, We fold because we don't want to be held accountable. And you can't be held accountable for something you've never stated that you wanted or desired. Even if deep in your soul, it's the thing you want the most or the things you want the most. Think about it all the time. But you're not telling people, I'm willing to do it because when it's time to get off of social media and and instead of having talking to the same person five and six times a day that's a one day one day or or one time or two time call instead of an hour at a time now it's hey let's knock this out in 10 minutes because i got stuff to do it's getting off of facebook twitter instagram and whatever i'm not saying don't go on i'm on all that stuff but i know that I have to scale back on it. Why? Because it's only so much time in the day. And here's the one thing that I don't care how spiritual you are. You don't change time. You can maximize time. But you don't change it. The clock is always ticking. It's always ticking. You know, you know, you know, people who don't respect time, I have challenges with at times, personally. You know, I, I'll be the first one to admit it, because the, the, the one thing that will frustrate me is people who don't respect my time. Like, hey, you said you're going to be here at this time. You said we're going to do this from this time to this time. Don't play with my calendar. Why? Because I know that the one thing I can't get back is time. You look at people who are on these reality shows and news and whatever, and they're talking about, um, you know, children angry and mad at them, and they're trying to parent, you know, a 20-year-old after they didn't do it the first 19 you can't get that time back. Now, you can try to do the best job you can to be the parent of a 20-year-old, but you can't go back and instill at them what you should have instilled when they were nine. You just have to work in a, with them now from a new level of understanding, a new context, a new paradigm to create the best opportunity now. So I'm not saying it can't be healed. I say you can't go back in time to put in something that you should have put in then. 
It doesn't work like that at all. Do you honor your time? What are your feelings around being late? What are your feelings around not making deadlines? What are your feelings around uh, procrastination? Because if you're going to live an abundant life that she talks about in this book, you have to take responsibility. That's why she said you are the designer of your destiny. We just we just want stuff just to show up. And we don't ever think that we might bump into roadblocks, interference, or any other thing that might cause us to stumble. You know, you make the perfect plan. That doesn't mean that the plan will always work exactly the way you make it. What the plan does is it gives you the ability, one, to have a structure to go forward. It gives your mind and your actions structure, but also gives universal law structure. Now, when what the world calls obstacles or breakdowns happen, I like breakdowns, happen, uh, miracles can still happen, but it also allows you to get back on track because you know where you're going. When a plane takes off, say, for instance, you're leaving O'Hare, Chicago, and you're going to Atlanta. In the midst of that flight, it doesn't mean that that plane is on the exact, exact path. Now, it knows it needs to get from Chicago to Atlanta. And as it's going, oh, there's a weather pattern. We need to go a little higher. Oh, man, we need to go a little lower. We need to go a little bit to the west. We need to go to a little bit to the east. They're adjusting on the go, but the plan is still to get to Atlanta. So just because you have to make adjustments does not mean you change the plan. So if the plane just took off from Chicago and didn't know where it was going, then how could it navigate around anything? And that's how we try to tackle life. No plan. Wasting time. Bumping into obstacles and situations for no good reason because we don't have a game plan. Some things you can avoid when you know where you're going. But if you don't know where you're going, you might bump into almost all of it. If you want to live an abundant life now, you have to take responsibility. And part of having taking responsibility is having a plan, 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 plans for the things that matter for you. Plans. 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 Can't say it enough. Plans. Because if you get plans, if you get the, and I'm talking about not carrying it in your head, I'm talking about pen and paper, timelines, measurables, and if you don't know how to make a plan, uh, it's too many. Uh, you can Google how to make a plan, how to set goals. Let's not make this hard. I mean, I've already done shows on it myself, but if you really want to get simple, just Google it. And you can just pick one of many and then go from there. You want to live an abundant life? You have to have plans. 
You have to have money plans. You have to have relationship plans, vacation, spending time plans, health plans, etc. You have to have a plan. Some people disrespect other people's plans and don't have a plan themselves. I can't believe all you don't ever eat meat. That's not me because I'm 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 a carnivore. But uh, <laughs> I'm talking about but for people who don't eat meat or vegetarians or, or, or vegans, I respect it because that t- tells me that they live life by a plan. They're not just eating just to be eating. They're not just allowing their appetite to determine what they eat. They eat based upon plan. I respect it completely. People who get up every morning and go to the gym and work out before they even go to work, I respect it. Why? They live by a plan. When you go to somebody's house and they have their systems in order, their children in order, what this happens at this time, this happens at that time, for efficiency, I respect it. Why? They have a plan. Don't criticize something. Where's your plan? So um, we only have a couple of uh, minutes before our break. So let me uh, state before uh, uh, we go to break that if you want to call in, you can call in at 816-251-3555, Call in, ask a question. I would love to hear from you. I've been teaching this series for several months, and uh, I haven't heard from anybody. So, you know, I, you all reach out on Facebook and, and Messenger, you know, my Truth Transforms page and all of that, but I don't get a chance to hear from you. So I would like to hear you, 816-251-3555. Also, uh, this show, along with all the other shows on Unity Online Radio, are supported by your donations. So as you freely receive, freely give, go to unity.fm, click on the donate button, and help support this online ministry that sends this truth all over the world. Uh, I want to let you know uh, about the Universal Foundation for Better Living's Panorama of Truth, uh, which is... uh, the organization I'm associated with, licensed and ordained as a minister, teacher, and board member. Uh, we're having our conference in Atlantic City, August 1st through the 5th. You can go to ufbl.org for more information, ufbl.org. We have Les Brown and several other really powerful speakers, Reverend Wells from CUT, uh, relationship expert Barbara DeAngelis, much, much more. We're going to be doing some great things, so check it out. Also, just a reminder that this show, along with, uh, excuse me, not, yeah, this show has a, a Facebook page, Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Go on it, like it, give it a five-star rating, give, write a positive review, do the same things for the iTunes, or it might be iTunes or Apple Podcasts now, I think the app, how it works through the app, uh, and also on the Stitcher app for Android phones. Uh, again, write, give it five stars write a positive review. It helps with the algorithm so we can push this show out front in front of people. It's really important that we get the message out. And Unity Online Radio needs you to help that process happen. So my loving request is that you share this information on your social media. You let people know about it so we can help do our part in transforming the world. We'll be right back. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. 
the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. This programming is made possible through the generous donations of listeners like you. If you feel inspired by this programming, we invite you to contribute. Go to unityonlineradio.org and click on Donate to make your offering today. Thank you for your support. Here's a Unity Mindful Moment with Reverend Wendy Craig Purcell from Unity San Diego discussing change and transition. And as we begin to really identify the endings in our lives, to deal with them completely and wholly, to heal from them as we must, as we are willing to be in a time of not knowing, a time of uncertainty, but a time of trusting that there is a blueprint, there is a plan, there is a destiny. As we move successfully through these experiences, we will find that we are evolving and emerging into something new and different. And everyone and everything that has been happening in your life, both the things that are easy and good and pleasant, and those things that are challenging and painful and difficult, are drivers for your own evolution. To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. Since 1924, Daily Word has offered inspiration and practical teachings through daily prayer messages to help people of all faiths live happy, healthy lives. The magazine includes two months of daily affirmations, messages, articles, and spiritual poetry to help you get inspired. Subscriptions are available for print editions in large type and Spanish, as well as the digital subscription package that includes the online magazine with audio, smartphone app, and daily email. Get your subscription today. Visit dailyword.com or unity.org. Take a trip with Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Central and tune in to World Spirituality. A lifelong student and practitioner of many world spiritual teachings, Paul guides you to the unity and common values shared by all world religions. We really are all connected. Take a journey with Paul and explore our planet's spiritual landscape with insight, humor, and practical advice for all. Join the show with your question or comment right here on Unity Online Radio. Sometimes you might feel so alone with your problems, you don't know where to turn. We invite you to call Silent Unity, the 24-7 prayer ministry, where someone is waiting to pray with you every day at any hour. Listen and relax as you hear the beautiful words affirm the highest and best outcome for you and those you love. No matter what's going on in your life, Silent Unity is always standing by. The toll-free number is 1-800-NOW-PRAY. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. If any of you all would like to call in, you can call in at 816-251-3555. 816-251-3555. I would love to hear from you to see how this book has helped you, how these podcasts have been helping you so we can continue to spread the word. You know, we have work to do, as I said before the break, uh, a, a world to help he- heal, heal from what? Heal from error beliefs that try to divide us. 
uh, separate us uh, and and live in a tribal mentality. And what I mean by that is my little tribe of uh, of race or gender or nationalism or religion and so many other little tribes that we make. I, I mean, I could spend the rest of the show talking about tribes. We we you know we want people to look, think, and act like us, and that's tribal. But when we realize that there is a divinity within each human being, that God has placed the whole spirit of itself in every individual, that each individual is a portable paradise with infinite possibilities and potentialities within the soul of each individual, that changes the game. It changes the game. I mean, to the point to where we have to recognize that if we've been exposed to this type of teaching and it has benefited us, then it's a responsibility to make sure it gets passed on. You know, it's easy to say in life, I got mine, you get yours. It's another thing to say, I got mine, let me make sure you have the information and the help to get yours. Now notice what I said. The information and the help. Because you also have to be a consciousness. And an and, and, and act of service. I don't say you have to do anything. Let me rephrase that. That's what's possible. That's for you as a person. That you can be the, a stand. Everybody doesn't have to be a minister. Being an ordained minister is a different conversation. It carries a different level of weight. Anybody that's ever worked uh, in ministry knows that even there's a difference between working in ministry and being a minister. Being a minister has weight. You know, it has expectations. Um, You have to show up a certain kind of way consistently. And when you don't, not only do you devalue yourself, you devalue your spiritual organization and potentially the whole religion in the eyes of the people who uh, have been affected by your um, potentially erroneous actions. So it's important that you recognize that you don't have to walk that path. But what you can do is be a stand for truth in your own way. And what does that look like? It looks like how God gives it to you. It looks like how far you can imagine. And then you work with it. In a way that makes sense to you. See what I'm saying? So let's get back to the book because I've only covered like a few pages. Uh, So I'm going to turn to page uh, 270. Well, she's going to be talking about uh, the law of attraction. And she gives you a three-step process, which I think are pretty good. She says, so step one is ask. The three steps are ask, believe, receive. Ask, believe, receive. All right. Step one, ask. To ask effectively, you, you have to first be clear about what you want. Now, that might seem simple. But again, as I've stated over and over again throughout the course of doing this show over the last six years, plus and some months, six years and some months is most people are not really clear about what it is that they want. They know what they don't like. 
They know what they don't want. But when you drill down on people and say, hey, okay, I get it. What is it that you want? Many times people can't answer it. Well, just tell me what you want. I'm not sure. Well, just tell me what you want to do. I don't know. That that indecision show is is a result of lack of clarity. One and two, sometimes people's unwillingness to make a firm decision and go forward. Like choose. But I don't want to choose. Choose. Because when you don't choose, that's a choice. That's a choice of inactivity. And now when you don't choose, now you're you're not an active participant in the transformation of your life. You're a passive receiver of other people's energies, other people's thought processes, other people's agendas. This is why I drill down to anyone that has ever learned from me. You have to choose. Be clear. I go back to the mental equivalent with Emmy Fox, which she put, which is her first two steps, actually. Clarity of thought, conviction of feeling. Clarity of thought, conviction of feeling. That's the mental equivalent. So the first step is you got you have to be clear. What's your clarity of thought? What is it that you want? Well, I don't know. Okay, well, you're going to pray about what you want. Okay, God, show it to me. God, show it to me. God, show it to me. Okay, that might be big picture stuff, but some people can't choose Big Mac versus Quarter Pounder. You know, have you ever gone to uh, lines to like uh, McDonald's or Burger King or you know Kentucky Fried Chicken? You know, the menu hasn't really changed significantly in the last you know fifty years, and you're standing behind them, and they've had time. It's been three or four people in front of them. You're behind them. They walk up. The, the McDonald's young lady says, "You know, welcome to McDonald's. You know, how can I help you?" And they just stand there. I'm trying to see, mm, should I get, mm, should I get, mm, not sure. You went to McDonald's to get what? You drove to the place, got out of your car, walked in, stood in line, waited in line, get all the way up, and it takes you three minutes to figure out what you want to eat. Because sometimes people say, well, I thought I wanted this, but now I see all these other possibilities. But you have to choose. That's like going to a party with your spouse and then you start noticing all the other people start looking at you. So you show up, you know, you're with your husband and uh, you're very happy with going there with your husband. And then you show up and all these other guys start checking you out. I said, oh, that's a crude example, but it's the same thing. Okay, you came there. With your choice. So it doesn't make a difference what these other people are doing. Because your choice eliminates the other options and says, this is what I'm doing. And this is why. We don't want to choose. We don't want to get clear about what it is that we want. We don't want to be. So. (laughs) So. She gives a couple of examples in the book. Let me just go there. She says, then using the same guidelines I gave you for writing affirmations, focus on what you do want, not on what you do not want. Instead of affirming I need to make money because I can't pay my bills, change your language to a more positive thought. 
I'm easily and confidently earning more than enough money to meet my needs. See the shift? One is based upon lack. One is based upon abundance. You're still declaring something, but what are you declaring? All right. Then she goes on to say, but don't focus how you, on page 271, but don't focus on how your goal will show up. Let the universe do the heavy lifting and align the necessary people, resources, and circumstances for you. She says, remember I said in chapter one to have 100% intention with 0% concern about the mechanism? That rule allows the law of attraction to do its work. Also remember that as the how shows up, you then must get into action. Mm. So when you have the intention and and you're not concerned about the outcome, but you're very clear, then what ends up happening is you start to draw the people, places, and things into your experience. But once that happens, once that hunch, once that opportunity, once that breakthrough happens, you have to move. If you don't move, then you miss you might miss your window of when you're supposed to go into a thing, when you're supposed to do a thing, et cetera. And I know people say, well, God is infinite. I get that completely. But there are windows of opportunities that we take advantage of or we don't. And and that doesn't mean another window might not open, but it might not be for the same situation, same opportunity and circumstance. So we pray for a breakthrough, and then when opportunity presents itself, we're too scared to act. We're too scared to move. We're too scared to make a hard call. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes you're going to fail, and you have to make it okay, because if not, you'll never make the call. My favorite Michael Jordan commercial is when he get in the commercial when he says, I've taken this many shots, and I've missed this many shots. You know, you know, my team entrusted me with a game winning shot at the end, of, you know, you know, the get shot you make to either win the game or lose the game. And he says so many times and he and he failed, he says, and that's why I win, because every time it was time to take the shot, he took it. He's willing to, to take it. That doesn't mean he always hit it, but he was always willing to take it. I can remember in 1991, I'm a basketball fan, so, you know, I use examples that make sense to me. 1991, the Bulls were playing the Lakers in the NBA Finals. Game one, Magic and Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan are going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Great game. Magic hits a three-pointer, puts the Lakers up by one point at the end of the game. Uh, now, it's the last shot. Michael Jordan, you know, does his move. Crosses over somebody, gets a wide open 17, 18 foot shot, and he missed it. It went in and went out. And he was devastated. He's like, oh man. But guess what? That next game is one of his most famous games. You know, where, you know, he takes the ball up with one hand. While he's in air like he's going to dunk it, brings it all the way back down to his waist, brings it up with the other hand and lays the ball up. Because you can't let the the failure stop you from taking action. you got to get back on the court. What are you not doing now because you feel as though that your mess-ups or your mistakes disqualify you from trying again? 
Number two, step two, believe. What's the easiest way to increase your belief that your fondest desires are on their way? Take action. When you take action, you convey the expectation that what you want is on its way. After all, you wouldn't be in motion on a goal unless you had some expectation that it would happen. Would you? Doing these things necessary, doing those things necessary to achieve your goal is the fastest way energetically to confirm your belief in its inevitability. So again, as I stated earlier, planning is the highest form of faith. You make plans on it about a thing when you have faith. When you believe it's going to happen, you can you make plans. When you don't believe something's going to happen, you don't make plans. It's just talk. Oh yeah, I like to do this. Yeah, I like to go there. I like to do this. But you don't make plans. If you want to go on a vacation, even if it takes to 2021 and you start saying, okay, I want to go to Hawaii and, and it's in 2021 or June or, or I'm going to wait till it's cold outside in this December of 2021. Okay. How much money would that cost? What, well, how you, then you got to start looking at plane tickets. You got to adjust for inflation because it possibly will get higher. You have to start thinking about where you want to stay, what you want to do when you get there. You got to talk about food. You got to talk about ground transportation, et cetera. So you start to put a plan together. Is anybody, are you taking anybody with you? Are you paying for their ticket and their trip as well? And then you start putting it together. So even if it was three years off, you have a plan. See what I'm saying? A plan. Most people do things with no plan. And then they wonder why it doesn't work. No plan. No measurables. No objectives. Just get up, go to work, eat. Watch TV, social media, talk on the phone, repeat. Now you do some other stuff in there depending on your life, which you get my point. Repeat. Because it's not based upon planning. When you get serious about your planning, you'll be laser beam. That doesn't mean, first of all, that every time you make a plan, it will always work out the way you want it to work. Again, as I stated earlier, you made a plan to be at that meeting at 10 a.m. and there's a flat tire. But you can't have, but, but even if you have a flat tire and you have to get it fixed and you call and communicate, hey, unexpected flat tire, got to get this flat tire fixed, et cetera, you still know you need to be at that meeting. So, you know, can I call in? Can I Skype in? Um, you know, can I conference call in and talk while I'm driving because I'll be late because of this flat tire? You figure things out. Instead of just saying, oh, man, it's over with now. And we said, well, I, that's, I don't have a job where I can do those type of things. I get it. But you stay in communication. Because every time you plan a thing, does not mean it will always work out. That's why she said 100% intention and 0% uh, focusing on... Uh, what was the term she used? Uh, mechanism. You just keep holding that intention about what it is that you want and why. 
and it will make a difference. It'll make a difference. All right, back to the book. Step three, receive. Once you've asked for your desire to be delivered to you, then practice steadfast belief by taking action, the actions necessary. The last step in the law of attraction formula is to receive. This requires you to recognize an opportunity when it appears, then quickly move forward on that opportunity, a response that seems difficult for most people, which I've just been saying. Why? Because instead of trusting our intuition that this is an opportunity the universe has brought for our benefit, we often analyze and dither until the opportunity fades away by jumping in with enthusiasm. That's key. By jumping in with enthusiasm, by jumping in with enthusiasm, that motivating force, investigating further and making a start instead, you not only take steps to receive your desire, you also verify whether this is the answer you've been waiting for. Hmm. Hmm. So, when opportunity presents itself yet again, you have to move. You have to move. Not just think. Move. Not just think. Move. Then it says, uh, she calls Rhonda Byrne from a person who wrote the secret. If you do one thing with the knowledge of the secret, use gratitude. If you, excuse me, if you if you do only one thing with the knowledge of the secret, use gratitude until it becomes your way of life. That's powerful. Gratitude. That's how you receive. That's how you receive. She says, of course, the quickest and most effective way to receive what you want is to maintain a state of gratitude for what you have already received. When you are grateful and actively transmit that gratitude to source energy, it recognizes that you will be grateful for the next gift and the next. But most, more important, it keeps you focused on the gratitude you will be feeling when you stated when your stated desire enters your life. Now, so gratitude creates the mental atmosphere for you to receive what your intention is. Being grateful matters praise and thanksgiving matter it shifts your consciousness to a consciousness of abundance gratitude is a mental technique that is uh in my opinion underdeveloped because it is taught in the context of a big god up there and little us down here so we don't look at the mental science of it the mental science of it is when you're grateful for something or when you're grateful for people, when you're grateful for experiences, it connects you with a sense of fullness and wholeness. And because you, get, you can't outperform your consciousness, you draw your own understanding. Remember I said your understanding will determine your efficiency? Well, when grat- gratitude helps you develop a consciousness of of understanding your abundance in God. So every time you're grateful, every time you praise, every time you give thanksgiving, you're creating a consciousness that allows you to draw more good into your life because it's now an 
disposition or attitude of wholeness. Really allow that to land for, I mean, I really allow it to land. The mental science behind it is not big God, big daddy up there. It's my consciousness transforms. My consciousness transforms when I'm grateful. My consciousness heals when I'm grateful. My consciousness prospers when I'm grateful. Why? Because I am functioning out of a greater understanding of my spiritual nature. Gratitude will do that for you. You can't be grateful and angry. You can't be grateful, grateful and spiteful. You can't be grateful and mean. You can't be grateful and disrespectful. You can't be grateful and tactless. Gratitude shifts the way you show up. It totally transforms your mentality. Because you can't occupy all those erroneous states of consciousness, those erroneous thoughts and beliefs with gratitude. Gratitude literally shifts your energy. It shifts your mental vibration into something new, into something fresh, and into something awesome. So just think about it. Now, One last statement really quickly from the book. She wrote that uh, uh, you should do an exercise one a day at least. She has in the book. If you could do one exercise a day in addition to your morning gratitude exercise, that would set your intention to activate prosperity for you. It should be planning and accomplishing the micro wins in each of the four areas covered in this book, self relationship, work and money, which is the basis of the book. Then she gives some examples, which I'm not going to teach about how to do it. Next week, I'm going to cover uh, some more information in this particular chapter and really just kind of work it from there. Because believe me when I tell you, uh, it works if you work it. It definitely works if you work it. Uh, Before I get off and close for the day, I do want to let anyone know who lives in the Chicago metropolitan area that Christ Universal Temple is teaching the Dream Series for the whole summer, June, July, and August. Uh, Reverend Wells has uh, set the intention of of teaching our most popular sermon series, one of the series we use to help people achieve their goals. So if you live in the Chicagoland metropolitan area or you know someone who does and you think they could benefit from receiving this information, um, come this way or send them this way. Uh, Sunday mornings, 1030 a.m. until 12 p.m. Central Time and make sure that you plug in or send them to plug in. If you don't live in the area and you won't be visiting us anytime soon uh, on the, at the CUT website, cutemple.org and on our YouTube channel, CU Temple, CU the word temple, all one word, 
uh, you can watch the YouTube video. They normally post about a week behind uh, or so of the different sermons. So follow the dream series. Get your pen and pad out. Get to work. Believe me when I tell you, it will change how you look at some of the things you're doing with your life. Again, we have a responsibility. So if you're, again, in the area, come check us out. If you're going to be in the area, come check us out. If you don't live in the area, go online, check us out. And, you know, and help us do it, what we need to do. Help us do what we need to do. It's no other way for me to say it. Help us do what we need to do because we have a big mission. And we're willing to do what we need to do to make it happen. Uh, so next week, again, we'll f- cover a few more points in this Abundance Now chapter. I hope this has been of benefit to you. I see none of you all still call like, man. But, you know, I'm not going to trip and put any power into that at all. But I would like to hear from you all. So I want you to consider calling in for next week. So, you know, let's do what we need to do. Let's handle what we need to handle so we can, again, be all that God created us to be in life. I know it works. Let's just work it. So God bless you. And I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.